0: Welcome to the Crossing Church Podcast. This week, our lead pastor, Greg Dumas, continues our series, Hindsight 2020, with part two of the message, How to Receive a Miracle. Don't forget, you can follow along with our message notes at wearecrossing.com slash notes, or download the Crossing app and tap the message notes tab at the bottom. We hope you enjoy this weekend's message.
1: Amen. Is today a good day? Come on, today is a good day. Let's welcome our campuses. South Shore, what's up? Say hi. Plant City, what's up? God is good. Love you. Thank you so. God is, is uh, so gracious to us, isn't He? Things aren't perfect, are they? I uh, uh, asked <laughs> somebody, said no, no, they're not. But what we can do is we can choose. To just see opportunity instead of opposition, right? Come on. Would you join me in that prayer, church? Lord Jesus, we thank you for this day. Thank you for the breath we're breathing. Thank you for these great United States. We believe, God, that you're sovereign. You're on your throne. You are in control. We thank you for the opportunity to be light. And, and, And listen, as we're praying... As we're praying, light means a whole lot more in darkness than it does at noon. And so, Lord Jesus, thank you for manifesting your grace and your power, your wisdom and your authority in us that we might be a light and that men might see our good works and glorify our Father who is in heaven. For it's in Christ's name we pray and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Come on, can we thank him again? He is a good God. He is on his throne. He is on his throne. We were talking about uh, how to receive a miracle. How to receive a miracle. Do we need a miracle today or what? And we need it corporately, individually. We just, we need a miracle. And God moves in the middle of our mess. If you missed last week, uh, I want to encourage you to go connect the dots. I'm going to try to give a quick overview of where I was last week. And then we're going to jump into the text that I'd like to use for today in Luke. Okay, Luke chapter 1. So what I did is uh, I talked about four natural things that are necessary for a miracle. And then we kind of used those four natural things and talked about four spiritual things that are needed for a miracle. So let me review very quickly, okay? Um, The seed is miraculous in and of itself, and the reason is is because God created life in it. We can clone it. We can splice it, so on and so forth. We cannot create it. There's a miracle in the seed. Everybody with me? Everybody with me? Okay. Uh, This seed, um, coincidentally, is starting to shrivel a little bit because it has not been planted in the three other things that are necessary for it to grow. It needs good soil, and then it needs water, and it needs sunlight. Those are the components of a natural, miraculous activity. And when this seed is treated the right way, when it's hosted the right way, a miracle occurs because there's life already in this seed. How many of you are with me? There's there's there is inherent life inside of this seed, but it's gotta change. It's gotta be the seed coat has to be broken off. It needs water, the solvent to break it off and And then the life that's in it is allowed to come up and out in the shoot and it connects to photosynthesis and and then it starts to bud and grow and you become, uh, you have a plant and then the plant produces fruit and the fruit has more seed and the process starts over again. So it's exponential growth that's from the life that's inside the seed. Okay. And and it's been fun to watch this little plant. I had somebody um, yesterday at the Saturday service said, Pastor, I need to bring you a better plant. I said, No, this is my favorite. <laughs> because, because I've watched God speak to me. Do you know God can speak to you through any circumstance in the entire world that you experience? That God can speak to you. He wants to speak to you. And and uh, it happened to bud. Last week, and I told that story, go back and look at it. And then this week, it's been cold, hasn't it? It's been like unusually cold. People from Massachusetts are like, is it cold yet? <laughs> In Tampa, we're, we're praying for the game today, right? <laughs> it's going to be cold. It's, it's going to be cold. But Tom Brady's been there before. You know? He's been there before. All right. We're all like, yeah, yeah, let's go. It's been cold. This little tree that could has been out in the cold, and uh, weirdly, it's budding all over. There are buds everywhere. You can't see them because you're too far away, but there's a bud here and a bud here, 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 oh, and at the top, and this bud that budded is now budding again, it's just it's just a fun little plant. It's the plant that could. <laughs> It's an avocado tree, a little avocado. Okay, now let me connect this to the spirit, okay? That's the natural. This is God's word. It is his seed. It is written, spoken, and culminated in Jesus Christ. There's life inherent in this word. It's living and active. It is spirit and life. It's automated just like this seed. If we host it well and we put it in good soil, which is... Which is which is what, church? What's the soil likened to in the scripture, Luke 8? Our heart. We could have a hard heart. We could have a shallow heart where we're happy about it, but we don't get any roots. We never we never root down in the scripture. And so when it's too cold or it's too sunny, this word falls away. You could get into a place where, uh, so how we, so listen, if you want to know the beginning The end from the beginning, how we host the word determines whether or not we can experience a miracle. Because this word will do exactly what God sent it to do. It'll multiply, bud, flourish, and it'll create exponential life inside of your life for growth. For growth. Then there's a crowded soil. And the crowded soil just means that we get so concerned about the things of life, making money. It is a, it is a need, isn't it? Necessity? Are you, yes? <laughs> Kids, business, work, it just crowds the seed so much that we end up malnourished. Because we're so worried about other things taking place. And then the Bible says, and then there's a good Soil where we clear and till the soil and this word is able to bud and flourish and life comes up out of it and then we become a strong, flourishing tree and then we produce fruit. And I'd like to say this. Come on, somebody take a note on this. You know that you're a disciple of Jesus once you've created a disciple. In other words, trees that bear fruit are supposed to bear fruit and they have seed in them. And that seed then multiplies again. And so we're supposed to look at how many babies we're having in our Christian faith. God wants us to have a whole lot of spiritual children. He wants us to produce fruit. Okay, there are the connections. And so you don't think uh, I'm, I'm just pulling this out of nowhere. It's all, the scriptures all in the notes. Okay, so you've got to have the seed. You've got to have the soil. You've got to have the water. And the water represents the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, if anyone believes in me, rivers of living water will flow out of your innermost being. Rivers, water, the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one who says to you and to me, here's what happens. We interact with the word. And I think we know this, whether you are are, are practiced with the word or not. You open the word and you start reading and you go, ooh, I don't want to do that. Is, is anybody with me? I don't want to forgive them. Anybody else? I don't, I, don't, I don't want to forgive them. And the water, the Holy Spirit comes and he says, shed that coat. Shed that outer coat. Come on, you don't have to feel like that anymore. Forgive them. He... he He breaks down for us the the content of the life that's in the seed. So it breaks the hardness off of us. And we say, you know what, God, that's the best way. And we forgive, and then God blesses, and it buds, and it flourishes. And then we need light. And that's our interaction with Jesus. And when it buds and it flourishes, when we finally say yes to God, then Jesus comes to us, and he appears as light. The light of men came into the world, the lighteth that lighteth every man in the world. But we knew not the light. He's the light of the world, that no man should walk in darkness. When we obey him, when we walk with him, this word buds and flourishes in us, and the Holy Ghost h- helps us shed our old ways. And then we see the Lord, the light comes to us, and photosynthesis takes place. Are you with me? He says, come up here with me and we come to another level of glory. We rise to another level of glory. The photosynthesis is what's it's gotta take place internally for this thing to keep growing and reproducing. So there is the likeness, natural to spiritual. Now jump with me in your Bible, if you've got it, or your tablet, or whatever you've got, to Mary, Mary. And this is where hindsight's twenty-twenty. I was reading this scripture some weeks ago. It would have been seven, eight weeks ago now. Luke chapter 1, 26 through 38. It's a bit of scripture. And so bear with me as I read the scripture and, I, I, and have your pen or your notes ready. Just a couple of quick ones in the text, okay? In the sixth month, and that's uh, talking about Elizabeth, who was her kin, her relative. She was barren and God gave Elizabeth the ability for her womb to come alive. So I'd just like to say this today, and it happened last night. I really felt it urging last night. Can we pray right now, just pronounce the name of Jesus, that wombs that have been closed and unable to conceive would be opened now in the name of Jesus. It means physically for Ladies, it means physically that your wombs would be open. It also means for all of us that our womb might be open. That we might receive the the seed of God's grace and that life may spring up out of us. That life may come up out of us. The reference point as we start is Elizabeth. And I'm going to go quicker. I'm not going to use that much time to explain God sent the angel Gabriel, thank God for the good news, the angel of good news, to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Oh, I just—I got to take a drink because it makes me think of a movie and I want to quote something out of the movie and I can't. If you're brand new, I have ADD, ADHD so bad. I have fourteen thoughts simultaneously. Pray for me to just stay right here. Just say, "This ride the pony you're on, Pastor. Ride the pony you're on." Twenty-eight. The angel went went to her and said, "Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you." Mary was greatly troubled in his words and wonder what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, do not be afraid. Take a little note. When you're receiving a miracle, you're going to bump into some fear. You're going to, Uh, and God is okay with that. God says, don't have a spirit of fear. He doesn't say you're not going to experience fear. You're going to experience fear, but then you're favored. God is with you. Mary, you have found favor with God. And so have you. Why Jesus died on the cross 31. You will be with child and give birth to a son. And you're to give him the name Jesus, 32. He'll be great and he'll be called the son of the most high God. We all think that our children are great when they're born. Can I get an amen? amen? I mean, it's a miracle. I mean, that's the greatest thing in the whole world. This kind of great is escalated some. He's going to be called the son of the most high. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never have an end. His kingdom will never have it in 34. Mary says, how will this be? Secondly, take a little note. You're going to have some questions. When you're trying to receive a miracle, you're going to have some questions. And it's okay to question God as long as when you question him, you don't have a hard heart and you're trying to disprove him by asking the question. So in America, we say this all the time, have an open, what God is saying is have an open heart. God, what do you mean? God, what do you mean? what do you mean by what you're saying to me? This new life, this new thing, this new calling that you're pulling me up to, this miraculous thing, this incredible thing, what do you mean? And Mary asked the angel, since, now this blows me away, since I'm a virgin, you're gonna have a crisis of belief. In other words, when God starts to work in your life and he says, come up here with me, you're gonna look at him and say, That feels impossible. You're going to have a crisis of belief. That's the third thing. You're going to have a crisis of belief. And so just think about this. If God is operating in your life and he wants to give you a miracle, shouldn't what is about to take place be bigger than something you could do? Come on. Can I get an amen? You you see what I'm saying? Think about the bridge that Mary is is crossing here. It's, It's the angel answered, and this is the answer for all of us, the Holy Spirit. The answer is the Holy Spirit. He waters the seed. He, he uh, invites you to Jesus, and the miracle now is open unto you. It's open that you might see it. The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. What a glorious day, 36. This is not a just usual Tuesday. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she was said to be barren. She is in her sixth month, 37, for nothing is impossible with God. Nothing's impossible with God. Nothing's impossible with God. Can you conceive that right now? Nothing's impossible with God. Mary's response is what triggered me to dig deeper and ask the Lord, And as he gave me these illustrations and so on. Maybe we'll turn it into a series at some point down the road. Mary says, I am the Lord's servant. May it be done done unto me as you have said. And then the last little section says, and the angel left. I am the Lord's servant. Now think about what she's saying yes to. You're going to have a son. The son of the most high God. He's going to rule from his father's throne, David, Goes back thousands of years, a thousand years. David, Christ the Messiah, Mary would have known the scripture, has to come through the lineage of David. He will reign over the house of Jacob, had to come from the lineage of Jacob, the throne of David, the lineage of Jacob. He will be the son of the most high God, the son of God, and his reign Will never have an end. What she's saying yes to is just think if you were pregnant and the, and the angel came to you and says, You're gonna have a baby, he's gonna be really smart, he's gonna grow a great business. We would say, Amen, thank you, Lord. This is so much greater than that. And Mary says, May it be done unto me. As you have said, May it be done unto me. And it, it struck me so much. I said to God, how did she do that? Because I want to receive faith like that. I, I, want, I want you to work in my life that way. So a couple, three little things here. Three little things. Struggle. All of us hate the word struggle, right? Say struggle. struggle. We go struggle. Like we, we, we shudder when we say say Struggle. No, you went lower. <laughs> that was awesome. Okay, let's get higher. Say, struggle. struggle. Better. Oh. Do you know struggle test, struggle, test, and risk? Struggle, test, and risk. Struggle, test, and risk. Do you know that as a believer, one of the signs of maturity? is the fact that you have learned to suffer well. That's what mature believers look like. Everything gets terrible, and you say to God, my God is an awesome God. He's on his throne, he's the King of kings, he's the Lord of lords, he's never left me, nor has he ever forsaken me. I contend for the power of his word. The worse it gets, the more I worship. Any fruit bearing plant has gone through struggle. Can I get an amen? Listen, how many of you have, you've struggled. I was about to say, how many of you struggled in your marriage? And then we'd all go, oh, (laughs) we struggle in our marriage. We struggle with our kids. We struggle with business. We struggle with work. We struggle with forgiving. We struggle, but the struggle is worth it. Why? Because we have the life of the seed growing in us and God wants us to bear fruit. There's this thing that takes place with the seed and it's called germination. It's called germination. And what God does is like what he does with the seed. This seed is planted, it's hosted in good soil, and then water breaks down this outer coat. And what God is saying is, take the word into your life, let the Holy Spirit break down the shells. And and now listen, here's the thing. 90% of your Christian life happens in here before it ever sprouts out here. 90%. In other words, I want to say yes and amen and good job to those of you who are in the word at any level whatsoever. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. How many of you over the last week or two weeks or three weeks or month, you have started one brand new thing with the word of God? You're listening to it or hearing it or the radio or something at all of our campuses, Plant City, South Shore. Would you slip your hand up? You've started a new thing with the word. Lift your hands. Lift your hands. Okay, hold on just a second. Listen, I want to bless you. May the word multiply inside of you and may the spirit of God who breathes life on his word spring up from your innermost being that you might produce fruit in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, listen, can we give, come on, can we thank God real big? Come on, like the bucks just scored. <clears throat> Mary, Mary was poor. She was a peasant, but she was so rich in faith. Why? She learned how to struggle a long time ago. Instead of praying to God, God, remove my struggle, remove my struggle, remove. This is a human thing. This is natural. Remove my struggle. God, get me out of the struggle. Remove my struggle. Say to God in the middle of the struggle, God, bear life in me. 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 me." God, in the middle of my struggle, germinate. In the middle of my struggle, let me shed the improprieties. Let me shed my belief. Let me shed my hatred. Let me shed, let me shed. Let me shed the things that you want to shed. God takes us through this so that life may come up and out of us. With these things, you know, all things are possible with God, church. All things. If you do this on your own, all we do is stay buried, shriveled, struggling. Now, that's no life for anybody. What we want to ask God is, God, break out. I'm I'm asking you, please, in the middle of the struggle, let me be transformed so that I might host more of your glory. Show me who you are. And this is conceived. Say conceived conceived when we swallow we eat the word the word becomes living and active inside of us and then it's born out through a kind of spiritual struggle it's okay to struggle church come on let me bless your struggle it's okay to struggle struggle for your marriage struggle for your kids it's okay to struggle because in the midst of that struggle god can do something in your life that he cannot do another way he can't do it another way. Secondly, it's a test. And, and, and so Mary, how many of you understand what I'm saying when I say Mary passed the test before she took it? Yeah. Can I get an amen? Yeah. Mary passed the test before she took it. In other words, Mary's only 17 years old. She's a young lady. But Mary, Mary didn't have things handed to her. Anybody in the house, man, you didn't, uh-uh. you didn't have things handed to you. You've had to work for it. And so Mary has studied. Mary knew that the Messiah was prophesied. Mary knew about the house of Jacob. Mary knew about the throne of David. Mary knew about uh, the years between the Old Testament and the New Testament. She didn't, know that Mary, she didn't know that she was in the middle of the New Testament. And we don't know that we're in the middle of a living Testament. We don't know. Church, we don't know what time it is until it's written after it is. God wants to do something in your life. And so I'm going to say, say yes to him with the little things. Say yes. Take the test. Take the quizzes. God has pop quizzes for us all the time. Pop. Will you be faithful? Pop. Get your books out. Pop. Pop, pop, pop. And then he gives us tests. And we learn how to take the test. Church, we learn how to take tests. And God says, I want to test and approve your faithfulness for righteousness. I want to test and approve your growth. I want you to. And so um, some time ago, I played some college football. And um, so when I tell you the story, I need you to have context for the story, okay? Uh, You you need to understand, I was not a Christian. Everybody understand what I'm saying? Just, I was not a Christian. I'll say it one more time. I wasn't a Christian. And athletes get special privileges. I'm just, if you've, if you have heard that, but you thought it was untrue, it's true. (laughs) So the tutor that we had was the TA, the assistant to the professor. We're all about to take the midterm. And she says this, she says, hey, you guys, there's about seven or eight of us in the the, tutorial. She says, you might want to study these questions. Some of you are warming up. You're just warming up. You're warming up. She said, it's probably important that you study these questions. You might want to look at specifically these questions. Okay. So when I sat down to take the test, I wasn't a believer. Did I tell you I wasn't? I wasn't a Christian at the time. When I sat down to take the test, I understood more about the specifics of what she was saying. Some of you are still like, tell me more. I can't. I I took the test. I didn't feel good about it. I was raised in a really good family. Cheating is is never good. And I got a lot of stuff to say about cheating, but I'm going to hold it right here. I'm going to hold it. Cheating. She eventually, the TA got fired and we got in trouble and there were two guys that ended up losing their scholarship over it. it. It was bad. But the week after, this was, you know, she got fired four or five weeks after, six weeks after, and then the professor got smart. He's like, oh, you, you guys, you want to cheat? For the final, there were six versions of the test. <laughs> he was like, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. But, I, but okay, so here's, here's, here's what I want to connect for you. The next week, before it all went down, before it hit, hit the hit the before it hit the (laughs) she said to us she said how'd you do on the test first guy goes hey it was terrible (laughs) the test was awful how'd you do on the test oh man that was the hardest test I've ever taken next guy how'd you do on the test whoo that test was a doozy next guy how'd you do on the test "Man, that was a tough test she got to me she said how'd you do on the test I said "I, I don't have anything to say I don't I, don't have, I couldn't I, I didn't even know what to say. I didn't know what to say at that point. Okay? Here's the point. <laughs> Only two guys out of the seven or eight that were there even cared to look at what she gave us. And if you If you don't spend at least a little time, there's no chance to pass the test. There's no chance. So listen, I want to encourage you. Listen to me. Every test God gives is an open book test. Every test God gives every every single test God gives. It's open book. Remember, I, I mean, we're open book test the best. You guys are like, oh, I hate tests. I just, tests are terrible. No, they're not because they're for the growth of your faith that you might grow strong and produce fruit. And then there's risk. She risks, Mary was willing to risk. If you want a miracle, we're going to learn how to struggle. There are going to be some tests. They're open book tests. God says, just let this seed, it's, it's easy how many of you remember those tests that you took, where you just studied and, studied and studied and studied and studied and studied, and you studied and you just went over the material and you called friends and you, you know, and then the te- the you passed the test, but you're you pass tests before you get them by being prepared for the test. And so Mary was absolutely convinced that God was trustworthy when He said to her, "This is my word, and you're going to have a son." She said, "Done." done. And she was willing to risk everything, her relationships, her reputation. And I, I want you to put yourself in Mary's place for a second. She was betrothed, that means engaged, and she was willing to risk that relationship. Can you imagine Mary going to Joseph, and this is a little bit humorous, but it, but, but think, okay, listen, Joseph, yes, I have some news, yeah, I'm pregnant. <laughs> Joseph said, but... But, but we've never been together intimately. Can you imagine So another version, another part of the scripture, it says that he was, Joseph was willing to put her away to leave quietly. In other words, he's not going to embarrass her and uh, tell family members and all of those things. But Mary was willing to risk what her parents would say, what her friends would say, what her, the dreams of a beautiful wedding with family and friends and maybe a home and a house and, and what is her life she was willing to risk. Why? Why? Because she already knew what it was to struggle and find God faithful. And she knew what it was to take tests and find God trustworthy. So a lot of times the people in our inner circle we want to please them so much that we miss pleasing him. And what God is saying to us, you know, when I, when, I, when I became a believer and some of you are coming into faith and then there's the next season and the next season and the next season and the next season. When I was coming into faith, I was in a relationship, a four-year relationship. God spoke to me and he said, this is who I am and I couldn't refute it. This is who I am and I want you to come with me. And I had to say to her, I'm going in this direction, I'd like for you to come, but I'm going in this direction. Listen to me, can I speak prophetically to you? We need to say, I'm going in this direction. In other words, I'm going in this direction. Come with me, please, but I'm going in this direction. it's It's worth the risk, because God has greater things for you. God has greater things for you, church. I'm telling you, he has greater things. And I could elaborate on those three things, but that's what God gave me in the picture and the plant. And here's the word of the Lord for you. John 12, 24. I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, we shed the husk. We die, but we live. The paradox. It remains only a single seed, but if it dies, it produces many seeds. Life. John fifteen I'm the vine, you are the branches. If a man remains in me and I in him, you will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Apart from me, you can do nothing. I want you to know that there's more to life than a picturesque person in a picturesque marriage, in a picturesque house, with a picturesque family. There's a perfect Savior who is the Lord of life. He's the King of kings. And inside of that, he'll give you everything your heart desires. Let's go ahead and clap heartily. Come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Last scripture, Galatians 2.20. I want you to see it on the screen. And I'm praying you would conceive right now. I'm praying you would. Say it with me. Say, I have been crucified with Christ. Okay, let's start. I, I, I tricked you. I went out of tempo, Okay. All right, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Say it with me. I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live. Do you get, do you get the picture? Yes. The old me, baptism. The old me is buried under the water. The new me is coming out of the water. Hallelujah. The old me is, the old me, come on, from head to toe, the old me is dying in Christ. But what comes out of me is the life of Christ. I'm I'm being crucified. I'm struggling. I'm being crucified. I'm tested. I'm being crucified. I'm willing to risk. I'm being crucified. But there's life coming out of me, and it's the life that I now live. I live by faith in the Son of God who gave himself up for me. He died for me. He he died for me. Just... Father, I just, I pray that we would conceive right now. That's what this Christian life is. It's it's not unusual to struggle. It's not unusual to have tests. It's not unusual to risk. And I want to say to those of you who are 50 years in Christ and the Lord still asks every one of his seasoned saints, one of the most impressive conversations I've ever had is with a guy who's been serving Jesus for almost 70 years. And he said to me, it was a couple of years ago, and he said, what I'm about to do risks everything I've ever built in the Lord. It risked my 401k, my bank account, my house, my wife, my kids. Why? Because my reputation is on the line. My my relationships, they're on the line. And then he started to weep and he said, but I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to follow Jesus. And with that kind of heart is born the shedding of again, 50 years in Jesus, 70 years in Jesus, it sheds off the, you know, we, as human beings, we want to protect ourselves. We want to, let's get protected. Let's, let's protect up. And God says, (laughs) grow in grace. And he takes it off, you know, protect up. And he says, nope, I'm your protection. I protect up. He says, nope, I'm your salvation. Amen. And I'm going to end with a with a bit of humor. Okay. So, so here we go. Three men were hiking through a forest when they came upon a large raging violent river. How many of you see a large raging violent river right now? (laughs) Holy goodness. (laughs) Needing to get to the other side, the first man prayed. "Mm, God, please give me the strength to cross the river. Poof. God answered. God gave him big arms and strong legs, and he was able to swim across in about two hours, having almost drowned twice, right? The struggling life. After witnessing that, the second man prayed, a little better little prayer, God, please give me strength and the tools to cross the river. Poof! God gave him a rowboat, strong arms, strong legs. He was able to row across in about an hour, After almost capsizing once, right? He's getting it. Everybody with me? Seeing what happened to the first man, the third man prayed, God, please give me the strength, the tools, and the intelligence to cross this river. Poof! God turned him into a woman. some of you she checked the map (laughs) hiked one mile upstream and crossed the river on the bridge (laughs) this is not hard it's not hard y'all this is not hard he's done the work he's done the work this isn't hard. He's done the work. Some of you guys are, stop scowling at me, you guys. Stop that. <laughs> Can we pray? Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm, I'm having beardo problems. I'll tell you what. Just bear with me as I move it from my beard, okay? No, this is a better solution. Thank you. We bind the devil in Jesus' name. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this awesome day today. Thank you for your seed, your word. Thank you for the soil, the condition of our hearts. Thank you for the power and the wonder working grace of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for the majesty and the glory of a bright, shining light in Jesus. Jesus, we worship you. Come on, can you worship him? Would you just worship him? And now we choose. We choose to give you our life. And so we're just going to pray a prayer that comes right out of the scripture. Every every voice. If you're at home, would you join us? If, If you're at our campuses, would you join us? Say, Lord Jesus. I know I've sinned, but today I give you my life. I open my heart. I receive the word be fruitful in me.
0: We hope you enjoyed that message from our lead pastor, Greg Dumas. Don't forget, you can download the Crossing app. Just search for the Crossing Church in the App Store or Google Play and look for our logo. You can find the message notes there, watch all of our on-demand messages, and there's so much more content for kids, youth, and young adults. And if you haven't yet, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Crossing Church, and you can watch all of our content there as well. Thanks so much for joining us. We can't wait to worship with you next weekend.